0: Hey Rafer. Hey Kristen. You know a lot about baseball. I know nothing. I know I, nothing. I, really, I, literally, literally almost nothing. Do, do you know what stealing a base is? Uh, I'll tell you something interesting. My son, um, who's playing Pee Wee League now, uh, thank God I'm not coaching this time.
1: Oh yeah, last year you were really yeah, I coached, excited to yeah. coach something you
0: had absolutely no idea about. T-ball, and that's not happening <laughs> again. And, and 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 tellingly, no one asked me. Um, so he's playing. He's playing Pee Wee League now, and he said, "Daddy, uh, can you steal home?" And I just I didn't know the answer. I thought you, I thought you couldn't. I just thought I don't know. I don't feel like does anyone steal home base? It seems so hard to do. It seems like it seems like it would be impossible to steal home base. So I just I had to say I, I have no idea.
1: I'm so glad you're not coaching this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then lo and behold, watching 42, the new Jackie Robinson biopic, he steals home in the movie. And I thought, oh, there we go. I'll That's take... not
1: all he steals. That's oh, he, he may have stolen my
0: heart. But, oh, oh, Kristen, I don't
1: want to tell everybody how I feel about the movie mm-hmm. yet. I think he was trying to steal some hearts.
0: Oh, I think he was too. Yes.
1: Well, let's talk more about that in just a moment, along with "A Place Beyond the Pines," yes. the other release we're going to discuss this week. But first, let's introduce
0: ourselves. I'm Kristen Meinzer, producer for the Takeaway, and I'm Rayford Guzman, movie critic for Newsday, and this is Movie Date.
1: Oh, did you see? A wafer. Before we talk about stealing hearts, should we talk about shooting people's brains out?
0: Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> you mean, you mean, of course, the place beyond the pines. I just want to give you something. All right, listen. This is the money we recover from your house. Okay, I want you to have it. I don't know what that is. You don't have to ever even see me again. Just take the money. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. F- listen to me. Listen. Thank you
1: that my son's life. Therefore, you. My life gets away from
0: me. That looks like an upbeat movie, doesn't
1: it? Sounds yeah. so upbeat.
0: <laughs> well when you've got when you've got Ryan Gosling and Derek C. in France, who uh, was the writer director for uh, Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. <laughs> You know it's going to be – you know it's going to be uh, – it's going to leave a spring in your step. <laughs> um, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give a brief summary if you like. Um, I would love it if you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had
1: a I feeling – No, I was trying to think of how to do this without giving spoilers.
0: It's very difficult. Because I
1: did not want to give any spoilers away.
0: It's difficult and since I've I've already written my review for the paper, I have a little practice for this. So I'll I'll give it my best shot. We We open up. Um, with ryan Gosling as handsome luke he 's a motorcycle stunt rider um, who has just discovered he has a baby with a, a local waitress uh, played by eva mendez didn 't know he had this baby, but he decides instead of instead of moving on with the carnival i 'm going to stay and and try to support this this child. Uh, unfortunately, he has no skills whatsoever and except instead, for
1: motorcycle except
0: for motorcycle riding and he becomes a uh, you know the world 's fastest speediest bank robber. Um, But this is not the only story we are following. We're also following the story of a young cop uh, played by uh, Bradley Cooper, who is caught in a web of corruption and politics, let's say. Um, He sort of discovers how to navigate this world um, with some complications, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. uh, in what I guess you could call Chapter 3, 15 years in the future, the teenage sons of these two men on either side of the law cross paths uh, with um, fateful results. So I think I'm not spoiling anything there. Mm,
1: you know what? That's almost exactly the notes I had written down. So that's okay. why I, I wasn't sure if I should mention that the two boys were the sons of. The other two characters are yeah. Should just be like, and then there's these two young men, <laughs> <laughs> two
0: teenagers in the,
1: in the future in
0: the same school. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's I think that's okay to mention. I don't think that's going to spoil anything. That's that's the that's the the basic gist. Plural I have, gists.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to point out this movie is about two and a half hours long too. So close. Yeah. When you say this is three chapters, I actually felt kind of like I was watching a miniseries, mm-hmm. an epic miniseries in the same vein as North and South or one of those uh, series that were so popular back in the eighties. Yes,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, you know all those. And and what did you what did you make of this movie? How did
1: you like it? Well, I have to say, I went in completely unaware of the fact that it was going to be so epic, so As huge did I. As that it did was. I. And that the stories, they are handed off much like runners in the Olympics doing the relay baton. <laughs> That's a good way of off, putting It's it. your turn to tell the story now. I'm going to hand off the baton. Now it's your turn to tell the story. So these stories don't actually mingle much with each other. It's no, just not like, really. Now it's your turn to be the storyteller. Now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. And I think that um, going in not knowing that, I was a little bit like – Surprised when when oh there's more. Oh as,
0: as was I. Oh
1: goodness, there's oh there's more again. How's about that? Yes. Oh, it's fifteen years in the future. There's more. Yes. Um I would say that as always the filmmaker does a great job creating a certain atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The world's a sad, sad place. Yes. Things are never gonna quite go your way. I'm depressed, you're depressed, let's face it, nobody's happy.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm not okay, you're not okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and he yeah. does a
1: great job creating that atmosphere. And things are hopeless. And even when you try to better yourself, you're probably just going to ruin it anyway. That that's that's all there. <laughs> that's yes. a
0: take home <laughs> message. Yeah. Uh, it, so it it was shot uh, sort of upstate-ish, and it, it takes place mostly in Troy and Schenectady. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does have this uh, this this muted dark green rural color scheme to it, you know, and it takes place in these kind of on – the, on the margins of uh, – I hope I'm not insulting anybody here – on the margins of what I would say are already kind of marginal towns um, and, and, very you know, very rural and they seem kind of bleak and empty. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of beautiful in their way too, though. Um, lots of pines. Lots of pines. Um, my – you know, part, partly I really wanted to tip my hat to, to, to Derek C. in France, the director and the co-writer, because – it's pretty daring storytelling, in a way, to, to, to try to shift your focus so quickly and suddenly, uh, but try to do it smoothly, uh, you know, from an outlaw to a cop to their sons. Um, it's a bold attempt. Uh, and the cast, I think, is great. Um, oh, everyone's outstanding. Ryan Gosling so is good. fantastic. Oh, he's um, so
1: good. Bradley Cooper, you know, I don't even normally like, but I was like, he's doing pretty good in this one. Oh, he's
0: one. yeah, he's quite good. He he plays this role, it's, and his role is kind of is almost the most interesting in the film. He's he's an idealistic cop who. I would say, kind of slowly realizes that he's that he's better at being a really crappy person, and <laughs> and eventually kind of embraces that. Um, and it's kind of but, interesting. But he
1: is idealistic in his own way. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a very flawed man. Everyone's flawed.
0: Everyone's very flawed. Yeah. That's true.
1: Ava Mendes, I thought was amazing. I thought I she was really, really good.
0: I thought she was amazing to look at.
1: I didn't oh, think she, she is <laughs> beautiful. Oh my gosh, she's so pretty. To, but, yeah, but you could. Every every time she was on screen, you could really see her pain. You could see that she was just kind of being treated so badly by everybody in this movie. Well, her
0: her her, she is. We should say he's she's married, or at least I guess are they technically married? She has a she has a man, Mm -hmm. as she says. Um, And and uh, she, I I feel like I've seen her be better. I didn't feel like Mm. this role let her do. As much as she could, with uh, I, I feel like I've seen her be a lot more uh, sort of uh, emotive and 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 interesting on screen. Um, I really but, liked
1: her. I, really I mean, did. she's
0: great, and you've got and I think you've got this amazing, amazing support cast of mostly lesser unknowns, uh, lesser unknowns. And the the three I would point out are Ben Mendelsohn, um, who was in Killing Me Softly, uh, killing excuse me, Killing Them Softly. Um, he plays Luke's best friend and he's fantastic. He's this raggedy, good-hearted criminal who befriends Luke. He's wonderful.
1: Yeah, he really stood out to me. For yeah. a second, I'm like, is that Sam Rockwell's right, like, right. reincarnation? Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. He's, he's Australian um, uh, and he, he, if you haven't seen Killing Them Softly, it's not worth seeing but he's really great in that as well. Um, and the two teenagers, Emery Cohen, oh, so um, who plays Avery, Avery Bradley Cooper's son, and then this guy named Dane DeHaan, who, who I is think
1: amazing. is okay.
0: really worth watching. He's going to be – he plays Luke's son. And he, didn't you think he was like just terrific? I thought
1: – you know who he reminded me of was young Leo DiCaprio in Gilbert Grape.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. And, sure. And
1: partly because he looks that way. He uh-huh. moves that way. He just seems very raw and, yeah. not, and not polished up in a Hollywood mold at all. Yeah. He, oh, I just I could watch that kid do anything. Really, really he was riveting, amazing. I think he's going to be a giant star at some I, point. I think. Well, so he's good.
0: he's already um, he's already been tapped to play uh, Harry Osborn in the next uh, Spider Man. Oh, Spider-Man that's 2. Yeah. Uh, so I think this guy is 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 on his way, and he's just incredible in this movie. Um, but I just didn't feel the movie hung together in any way. I just I felt like there were about forty different themes vying for primacy, and and I mean really just anything from. Justice to fate to genetics to fatherhood, crime, society, economics, and in the end, I felt like my attentions had been sort of jerked this way, that way, back, forth, Um, and I kind of left the film thinking, wow, that was a really beautifully filmed, well-acted movie that ultimately said almost nothing to me. I just I left with like kind of a shrug, just thinking, "Man, I don't know."
1: You know, I I actually at one point was just thinking, "Oh, this is like life. There's not going to be a plot." <laughs> and then I thought, "But it shouldn't be because it's a movie." <laughs> yeah, right. But, but it did at several points to me just feel like, "Oh," and then this happens in life, and then this yeah. happens in life, and I felt that the film was trying to tidy things up at the very end by making the boys uh, become friends or meet each other, and I felt that the very end was really trying to make things tidy. Yeah, yeah, And that bothered me because I thought there's I a agree. better way to make this movie fit together than to try and do something so pat towards yeah. the very end of the movie. Yeah. So I have to agree with you. It was so beautiful to look at. And it's, in a lot of ways, a beautiful experience to watch this movie. But right. But it just I, – I wish that – it was less like life and more like a movie. I,
0: I, I agree. Um, so for me, you know, kind of a so-so date. I think I gave it two out of four, out of four stars.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I hate to do this, Rafer, but I'm going to have to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with you. I guess between the two of us, that's a good date.
0: Yeah, right. two, sort of, so, two so-so dates. Two yeah, yeah, two hmm.
1: sort of dates. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I guess it's fine. It's
0: well, fine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: Well, let's talk about the movie that – You know the most about The baseball The stealing bases The stealing hearts Jackie Robinson story Integration of baseball story 42 Think say all they want We're just here to play ball
0: It's just a bunch of crackpots Still fighting the Civil War
1: Well hell We'd have won that son of a gun If the cornstalks would have held out We just ran out of ammunition
0: Better look next time
1: Ain't gonna be a next time Jake.
0: All we got is right here. Uh, for those of you who don't know uh, who Jackie Robinson is, and as you know, and how many of those people out there are there, are there really? <laughs> I mean, everyone knows the general outline of Jackie Robinson's story, but he was the first baseball player in the modern era, we should say, if, yeah. since, base, since baseball fans out there, the kind of people who who like asterisks and footnotes mm-hmm. on their statistics. Uh, he was the first, he's essentially the first baseball player, the uh, first black player to break the baseball's, the major league color line um, with the Brooklyn Dodgers, uh, April 15th. Go Brooklyn! 1947. Woohoo, um, Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, Dem Bums, the Brooklyn Dodgers. And, uh, you know, and and the the point, I think, of Jackie Robinson's story and certainly the point of this movie is that he had the strength to keep his fists on his bat and not strike back. And, you know, when people were taunting him, race baiting him, sending him death threats, uh, you know, shunning him within his own team. Uh, you know, he kept his cool, uh, kept his focus and played a really extraordinary game of baseball um, and still stands uh, as a really great player. Um, and but I that's, have to
1: say, I think it's not just the Jackie Robinson story. Even though it's okay. called
0: 42, I think
1: it's also the story of the integration of Major League Baseball. And we're getting that perspective from the – uh, organization itself, from the Dodgers organization. We're getting that perspective from one of the major sports writers at the time, Wendell. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're seeing it from a few different perspectives. And mm-hmm. so I I went in thinking it was just going to be the Jackie Robinson story. But it is, I think, also the story of how this whole process works of integrating Major League Baseball. Oh, OK. All
0: right. That's um, what I took away from it. OK. that's uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say to me, it still seems pretty – narrowly focused on Jackie Robinson, but I know what you're saying. Maybe maybe this is the origin story of the integration of baseball, but I <laughs> I hear what you're saying. And, and this is also, I think, one good thing this film does, again, not being a baseball fan, but one good thing this film does is it it um, illuminates a, a lesser-known figure, uh, Branch Rickey, who was the, the general manager of the Dodgers, uh, who was the guy who put Robinson on the diamond. He signed him and decided we need a black... Player on this team, and he picked Robinson. And I think when people talk about Jackie Robinson, they just talk about him as though he kind of appeared. Um, but Branch Rickey, played by Harrison Ford, an almost unrecognizable mm. Harrison Ford, j- jowly with a bow tie and kind, kind of, of
1: ambles in a certain way. And yeah, I'm kind of
0: an old guy who loves the game. Yep, that's right. It's <laughs> pretty. That's actually really good. Thanks, that's actually thanks. a really good Harrison Ford Branch Rickey right there. Thank you. That's thanks. exactly how he sounds. And um So he almost becomes, in some ways, the heart of the film. Um, He certainly delivers the most speeches, I would (laughs) say. There are several speeches in this
1: movie. (laughs) And
0: therein lies my objection to 42, um, which is this movie starts out lionizing and saluting and standing at attention for Jackie Robinson from the get-go as if he were a hero who had already been made. And I just feel like this is the Jackie Robinson legend and not really the Jackie Robinson story so much. And I felt that you know, early on, I'll see if I can do a good Harrison Ford branch, Ricky, he says as he's looking for you know, he's saying to his to his men, you know, who are saying, Have you gone insane? You can't, you know, put a black man on the field he says, There's going to be a black man in this game. I don't know who he is, I don't know where he is, but he's coming. And I just thought, you know, we're about five minutes into the movie and you're already talking about Jackie Robinson as though he's Jesus Christ. And I just felt like it 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 doesn't it feels like a it feels like myth making and it doesn't feel real to me. The film never felt real to me.
1: Why do we need so much reality? We were just talking about a place <laughs> beyond the pines having too much too reality, much, too, too much, much reality. And you're saying this doesn't have enough. But this this whole issue of, you know, the branch Ricky story. That perspective, that legend, all of those things. That's why I'm saying this isn't just the Jackie Robinson story. Okay. It's the story of the integration of baseball. If it was just the Jackie Robinson story, I might be kind of upset because the, he has to share the screen time so much with Branch Rickey and with Wendell's narration of yes. the story and so on. Right. But I think what makes this movie work is it's – Trying to be all of those things, it's not just trying to be Jackie Robinson's story. You're getting a lot of the wheeling and the dealing and the speech making, which you mentioned, the angry phone calls, the the middle-of-the-night meetings with all of the players. You're getting a lot of different things that go into this process. As you said, Jackie Robinson didn't just magically appear one day in – You know, Ebbets Field, right? He actually there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff that went into that. And I loved seeing all of that stuff. And I have to say, even if you don't like baseball, even if you don't like sports business behind the scenes stuff, even if you don't like civil rights history. There's so much to enjoy visually in this movie. I've never enjoyed hmm. watching people steal bases so much in my life. Huh. The stealing bases scenes I thought were fantastic. Uh-huh, those were fun. Those, those were, were fun. were so fun to watch. I also really liked the romance between Jackie Robinson and his wife. And
0: his wife, Rachel, played by uh, Nicole Beharie. Yeah. Yeah. They, they crackled with
1: – I thought they were just a really great she couple. She was quite good, I thought. Yeah. I thought they had great chemistry. And I just love all the costumes in the sets. I could just look at all the men's ties – Yes. Cheer- yes. I mean everybody just looks <laughs> great in the movie I was cheering I was really no kidding I, I was crying a little bit of course I was crying it's okay, me now, of course okay, I
0: was crying a little bit I'm going to point something out that I think is telling neither you nor I have said one word about the guy The le- le- again another lesser known guy here uh, who plays Jackie Robinson um, Chadwick his- Boseman um, I-, I thought he was really underwhelming and I thought he was likable but really bland and I felt that there was this, this weird kind of attitude, and I don't know if this was, you know, the director telling him to do this, or if this was just what he was bringing to the role. But he has this attitude. Well, everyone around Jackie Robinson is constantly telling him, you know, I'm going I'm to be your Boswell, you know, because you're so, because you're so worth chronicling, and you know, and you're 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 the savior of baseball, and we've got to do this, and. And, you know, Pee Wee Reese, uh, you know, puts his arm around him and says, you know, maybe someday we'll all wear 42, which, of course, eventually happens in Major League Baseball. They they commemorated, you know, Jackie Robinson Day. So there's all this sort of. Clairvoyant foretelling about how important Jackie Robinson is. And the only person who doesn't seem to realize it is Jackie Robinson, who just seems to go through life kind of bemused and sort of indifferent and slightly bored, I thought.
1: Oh, no. There's that one scene where he has to leave the field and he goes under the stadium with his baseball bat.
0: Yes, and he throws the bat around and smacks it on the wall. Cause and he's... I
1: think that's all done in a single take, too, this really long scene with him. Yeah, and okay, with Grant good point. Tricky and it's very emotional and the, the the camera never pulls away and you just watch him have a meltdown, which yep. I thought was great. I do agree with you. There could have been more Jackie Robinson in this movie. You know what I mean? But, uh, but me. that's why, again, just – To repeat myself again, I think it's not just the Jackie Robinson story. I think it, you know, if they were to retitle this movie, they shouldn't call it Forty Two. They should call it The Integration of Baseball Story. But that just doesn't roll off the tongue in the same way.
0: (laughs) Doesn't say it doesn't say blockbuster. It does not. I well, that's that is huh? That's interesting. I think. But you're right. It's not.
1: There's not as much Jackie Robinson in the story. Considering it's called Forty Two, which there's is a number. Yeah, there's
0: more branch Ricky. There's there's more there's more Harrison Ford than anything. You know, what I would say it it's kind of it's good. Harrison Ford gets a lot of the good of the best sort of funniest lines. You know, dollars aren't black and white; they're green. You know, <laughs> uh, so he gets a lot of these good lines. Um, he was so he was so kindly and bubbly and 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 god godfathering to Jackie Robinson that I, like half the time I kind of expected him to turn into a teapot like Angela oh, Lansbury in <laughs> the Beauty <laughs> and the Beast. I just thought, well, oh, he's such a he's such a kindly old grandfather figure. But I thought he was good. It's a good support cast. Lucas Black plays um, Pee Wee Reese. You've got all these people like um, mm, Pee Wee's um, great. Yeah, Pee Wee's great. A lot of a lot of really good character actors. Um, Hamish Linklater plays one of the teammates. Um, uh, Christopher Maloney from uh, from the SVU. SVU. Yeah,
1: playing a little bit of a playing, rascal.
0: Yeah, playing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a really good support cast. I just still felt like I don't know. There was something about it that just seemed like you know, I, I it it seemed like a. a a, a legend and not really a man's story. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: And I'm okay with that. And you're okay with I'm that. I'm totally I think, yeah, okay. okay with that. I'm not okay. just okay with it, but I'm going to say something that might shock you, Rafer. Okay. I think I may have enjoyed this movie more than any other movie I've enjoyed so far this year. Really? I loved this movie. Wow. I just loved it. Okay, I was, I was so happy. I was so it, I was never bored. The movie goes on for over two hours. It lasts like almost
0: as long as a baseball game. Yeah, oh, it's about two, it's about two ten. I think yeah, somewhere and, in there. And
1: I was never bored. It moves at a great tempo. I enjoyed it the whole time. And like you, I'm not the biggest baseball fan in the world, but I yeah. still totally enjoyed this movie. Okay. I thought it was a fantastic
0: date. I said great date. Uh, I said two and a half out of four. So that's a that's a that's a. Down the middle. That's a that's a softball. Down the middle. I thought it was a solid, perfectly fine date. Nothing. It did not. It did not bowl me over.
1: But still more than a bad date. Still, still, it's def- def- more definitely definitely than not.
0: Bad. A, definitely not a bad date. It's it's solid. It looks good. Um, you know, Brian Helgeland is the is the director. He wrote uh, L.A. Confidential. Um, it's. I think it. You know. I think it's a good-looking, solid drama. It just. It didn't wow me. That's all. It's an okay date.
1: All right. Well, I. It's a home run for me. But... A home run <laughs> oh, for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's still my heart.
0: <laughs> well, all, all right. right. So, let's move on to trivia. Let's.
1: All right. So, what was last week's question again? Oh, I've I'll
0: heard? I'll give last week's. Uh, I'll repeat last week's question, which was uh, because we had just discussed Jurassic Park. I asked uh, the question: What star of Jurassic Park became a regular on Seinfeld? And here is the answer. Hello, Rafer. You're trivia question was far too easy. The Jurassic Park stars Wayne Knight, who played Newman on Seinfeld. Newman never had a first name on the show, although he's called Norman once. That was a misunderstanding. And if you look in his apartment, which is 5e down the hall from Jerry, you will find a poster of Jurassic Park. There's our, our, our caller, like Newman himself, has no name. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Awesome.
1: And yes. Thank you. We love it when you call in. And yes, it might sound like an easy question, but neither Rafer nor I have ever been Seinfeld fans. So, no, I know. So to us, it's like, oh, that's a tough question. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've seen like six episodes That'll of the show. I will be a show. stumper.
0: <laughs> Apparently not.
1: Uh, gosh. Well, the... Question that we asked, we asked a bonus question on facebook.com slash Podcast, which I thought was tougher, but um, apparently you guys <laughs> didn't think it was tough at all because you wrote in right away with the right answer. We asked, again, in honor of Jurassic Park 3D, which star of Jurassic Park played a pivotal role in Ellen DeGeneres' fictional coming out? And Boots Dooley, of course, wrote in, I think it was less than three seconds later, saying it was Laura Jern, and that spawned a... Big conversation, uh, lots of back and forth, very, yes. <laughs> very lively conversation on our Facebook page. So uh, definitely become a friend on facebook.com slash Podcast if you want to be part of those bonus question conversations. Those are good
0: ones. They're good ones, Kristen.
1: <laughs> and let's talk about this week's trivia question. So this week, in honor of 42, we're going to ask a Jackie Robinson question. Now, 42 is not the first movie ever made about Jackie Robinson. Many, many, many movies have been made for TV, for the big screen. Who was the first person to play Jackie Robinson in one of these movies? Do you know, Rafer? I do not not know. You know so much about baseball. (laughs) How
0: on earth would I know that?
1: (laughs) So if you know the first person who played Jackie Robinson... In a movie about Jackie Robinson, give us a call
0: five seven one seven Movies
1: or log on to facebook.com slash movie date podcast.
0: I father, I Brooklyn dodge them. I jack, I rob, I send. oh man, I'm Jackie Robinson. Set so when I run base, I dodge the pen. Lucky me, luckily they didn't get me. Now when I bring the nets, I'm the Black Branch Ricky from Brooklyn corners. Burning branches are sticky. Red love.